You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Completely Fucking Clueless podcast. My name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and I use she, her pronouns, and I have my amazing partner here with me today. Babe, what's your name and what are your pronouns? I'm Olivia. And I use he and they pronouns, please. Slay. So I'm going to be very honest right now. Brutally. I just started the podcast with Olivia and five minutes in, I realized that I was not recording the actual audio. And this is why I need Audrey because I simply do not handle these things. Yeah, this is, you're just the pretty face. I am. In this, in this enterprise. I'm the pretty face. No, Audrey's a pretty face too. Yeah, you're both pretty faces. Thanks, babe. Yours is pretty though. I feel like I need to turn up your mic <laughs> Yeah, a I feel bit. very quiet. I feel I like know. I'm too quiet now. Is this me? No, that one's That's me. That's you. Sorry, guys. We're going to like just show you guys this. All right, now speak into it. Okay, is this better? Yeah, that's so much better. See, I just need Audrey. Audrey, this is a message to you. I need you here because I don't know how to do this on my own. (laughs) Anyways, we are in my childhood home in Westchester because even though I've moved to the city, I've literally come home twice and I moved there two weeks ago, so once a week, um, mainly to see (laughs) you, but we are in my living room and that is why we are sitting on grandma's couch. It's very ugly. Sorry, mom. (laughs) I do not think this is cute. And um, it's not really the CFC aesthetic, but... No, the flowers are not really the vibe. It's not. It's not the vibe. Stop. (laughs) It's not. TikTok. Um, Anyways, we wanted to bring you back because Audrey's single and living life, single ready to mingle, but we are in a committed relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's tons of other 20-somethings in committed relationships. And I think it's cool to get that perspective on the pod, you know? Oh, you know what? I want you to say this. You said it on the last time, but um, on the last time when I didn't press record, but oh. <laughs> how does it feel having your hair cut off? Oh, um, yeah, it feels good. It's annoying that it grows so quickly and I have to get it cut much more frequently. Yeah. And I also sweat a lot. We talked about that. It was a yes. whole segment. Whole segment. Um, that you missed. <laughs> Guys, I can't believe it. Like, my brain right now is like, what am I doing? But we're, we're, we're getting it. We're pulling yeah. it together. We are pulling it together. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys will really enjoy all the conversations that we're going to have today because we almost kind we had of. had them yeah. last night or two nights ago. We, no, last <laughs> yeah, night. Last no, no, no. Two, no, nights, two, ago, nights. two nights ago. Thursday night. Yeah, because we were planning out what we were going to talk about and we you know we just kind of get into in-depth conversations pretty easily (laughs) Mm -hmm. and before I knew it I was like why didn't I just set up the podcasting like equipment (laughs) right now because we just like did the whole episode Mm -hmm. kind of but it'll be good anyway yeah yeah I mean I'm excited to talk more about them I feel like they were interesting yeah yeah topics yeah so let's not keep you guys waiting anymore we'll get into it oh but before we do get into it um do you have any clueless moments recently that you want to tell the people about we haven't done Clueless Moments of the Week in a hot second. Um, the subway system, mm. the New York City subway system is very confusing oh, okay. and I can't navigate it without Google Maps. I can't either though, but I feel like most people can't, especially today when like... I feel like people used to be able to. Right, but now you have your phone. <laughs> right. So like, why would you... But I don't want to have to rely on my phone. I want to like, it's just... You want to be a New Yorker. Yeah. I do. New Yorker. New Yorker. I know. I hate the subway because it is just hot. Doesn't Mm. matter what time of year it is. It's air conditioned though. No, it's not. They blast AC on some of those cars. In the winter? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh. I mean, there's still AC. Like there's still. Oh, maybe I'm going in the wrong carts. I think, 
you're hot you're hot in the in the station yeah and then you get in and it's like and that's what makes you sweat so much right. it's like massive change in temperature right. i hate that um i'm actually you guys uh so if you watch me on like my, my personal social media i carry around like a handheld fan with me everywhere because like remy bader kind of like normalized it um and i loved it so i got one but now i am getting a different one to bring with me amazon has this one that you like can wear around your neck almost like a necklace and it like blows air up so i'm gonna i'm gonna try that and i'll let you guys know how i think about it what i think about it but that's a good clueless moment yeah because you're taking the subway a lot more yeah so especially because i've been going to your apartment yeah after work yeah and so i have to like transfer yeah and um so i'm just like where am i there's two stations that are called 50th street but they're two different stations and they don't connect interesting and they're different, uh, like, lines. Yeah. And so I got off at the 50th Street Station. I'm like, oh, I have to go to the 50th Street Station. <laughs> and I walked, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> like, oh. it was very confusing. Oh. Uh, so that's my, probably my clueless moment. Yeah. Well, because, do, does it say, like, on the outside? Usually it says, like, which um, Yeah, so it's, so it's, you go on the, I take the E out of my, from work. And yeah. I go to 50th Street. And okay. then I have to leave that station and go to the one. Oh, because it's not because it's a different station. Oh. So I have to, but they're both called Fiftieth Street. Interesting. They're just on Dif- totally different blocks. I mean, okay. I had to walk like three blocks. Yeah, and different lines. Interesting. It's very confusing. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> um, my coolest moment. I actually just thought about it because yesterday. The cool thing about, maybe not cool thing, but interesting thing about my building is the basement is so eclectic. They've like kind of taken things that people have left, which are a lot of like art pieces and mirrors and they've hung it up in the basement. Um, so I went and showed Olivia the other day because I was like, you need to see yeah, this. Yeah, it was very piece. cool. It was very right? cool. Yeah. yeah. A lot of weird mirrors. Yes. A lot of weird. Like I wouldn't want to be there like when it's like dark. Kind of spooky. Yeah. yeah. Like with no lights um, because it would be <laughs> spooky. Like it kind mm-hmm. of gives me like horror movie vibes. Yeah. Um, but the laundry is also in the basement and I have haven't done laundry at my apartment complex yet and I was like oh let's go see like how it would work it is nearly seven dollars to do a load of laundry nearly seven dollars because so it is 225 to wash to do the um, one load one load of wash but then the dryers are two dollars for 30 minutes I'm like what is this nobody is putting their clothes in the dryer for just 30 minutes No one. So it's $4 to dry your clothes. What, do you want me to walk around in wet clothes? (laughs) No, this is ridiculous. Like, I Mm -hmm. I called my parents this morning, and I was like, it is almost $7 for me to wash my clothes here. So I hauled a huge thing of laundry, (laughs) and I'm doing it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why am I going to pay for it if my parents are 20 minutes away, and you're 20 minutes away? Sure. I mean, that's because water and electricity are expensive. (sighs) it's just life is so expensive as i get older Mm -hmm. that is just like everything is so expensive but like seven dollars to wash that is kind of ridiculous yeah it's expensive like i feel like college like because it was like two dollars to do the wash and i mean this is in north carolina so things are a little bit cheaper in north carolina um but it was two dollars to wash and then two dollars for an hour of dry Mm -hmm. so it was only four bucks like that's not bad to me sure yeah, the thirty-minute thing is kind of excessive. That like that's me annoying off because nobody is just washing like a huge load of laundry for thirty minutes. Yeah, I feel like it would usually be like um, you put two dollars for like forty-five minutes, and then you can add another quarter yeah. for another like fifteen minutes. As Was that at you your? Want. I think yeah. that's what I had in in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's reasonable. Like to me, that makes sense. Yeah, 
Um, it's crazy. But speaking of my apartment and the mm-hmm. my crazy laundry prices, <laughs> I've moved out. Mm-hmm. And something that I have gotten a lot when I was talking with people about wanting to move out and go to the city and live in the city is, are you going to be living with your partner? That was like the first question people would ask me was, it, like if they didn't know me intimately was like, oh, are you going to be moving in with Olivia or your partner, da-da-da? And when I would respond no, people would be pretty shocked because I think it is like a common thing to start moving in with partners in your 20s. Um, But we kind of wanted to talk with you guys about like my choice, how we navigated this together because um, like you were kind of like okay with moving in together. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, like – one, I mean, this has been a conversation that we've had many, many yeah. times across the, the years, three years, three years yeah. that we've been together. So it wasn't like a surprise. Because no. um, I think from the beginning, like, you know, you know, when you start dating somebody and it's like, let's talk about having babies mm-hmm. together. And you've like known each other for six Which months. Which are important conversations. <laughs> and you should be having those conversations <laughs> relatively early. But. But. Um, and I said, like, one thing that I really want is to be able to, like, move to the city, whether it's like on my own or like with a roommate that is is not you like mm-hmm. to move out of my like childhood home like without you for the first yeah, time. Yeah, your sex in the city moment. Yes, I call it the your sex- Carrie Bradshaw moment. Yeah, or I, ca- whatever. I mean Carrie's like such a bad character. So I don't know what it means, but I call it my sex in the city moment, which is funny because I'm not really going out and having sex in the city right. with anybody else besides <laughs> you. But I just like kind of wanted that. I, I was mainly thinking of like in Sex in the City, Carrie Bradshaw Bradshaw has like her own apartment and it's like her shoes are in her oven, you know, and she gets to have like full control over how it looks and da da da. And I was like, that is like what I want for my first moving experience because I do think that like living with your significant other for the first time, like that's a huge like change. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I get that. And like I said, it's, it didn't come as a surprise when you were like, Hey, I want to move in with my friend like that, you know, cause that was something we talked about a lot. And I think the other thing is, you know, I'm a little older than you. I was out of college like two years before you graduated. So I had my Sex in the City moment. Like I had a period of three years living by myself out of my parents' home. Yeah. Um, And it didn't seem fair to be like, oh, I can have it. But no, you can't. Yeah. You know. So when I told you this, like you weren't like offended at all right no I know but maybe disappointed but not offended no okay so if somebody is trying it's like with a partner and wants to move out but doesn't direct like want to live with their partner sort of like our situation like how would we maybe advise them to go about the conversation like I'm thinking of like a situation like what if a partner is like really upset about it you know yeah I mean I think my first advice is maybe don't take it so personally yeah. Um, because I think very often, more often than not, you know, assuming your significant other loves you yeah. and, you know, is nice, they won't, it's an eventual thing. Like it makes sense, but maybe, you They're know, just not ready yet. Yeah. That- they they want to maintain some of that individuality for the time being. And that's right. okay. Right. I feel like that's how I saw this, like sort of me moving out was like, I really love you. I love our relationship. And if things keep like progressing in the way that I think they're going to progress, like we'll get to live with each other for a long time. And I was like, why rush it? Yeah. We're 25. Especially because you 
didn't want you don't or didn't want to move in together at this point in time yeah and and if you had forced yourself to do that to make me happy then neither of of us would have been happy because right. I wouldn't be happy because you'd be angry and resentful yeah and you wouldn't be happy because you would be angry and resentful (laughs) like you know yeah I think something that early on when I had maybe told you like the first time I was like oh like I want to do this and da 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 because I think you had brought up to me that you would like potentially be ready to like move in and I was like oh I don't think I'm ready for this yet um you were like that's like totally fine like I want to live with you when you want to live with me right Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of like sex, frankly. Like consent is you shouldn't, sexy. Yeah, you you you're not going to want a, a normal person is not going to want to <laughs> fuck someone that doesn't want to be fucked. Right. And so if I, like, you know, if you're not into it, I'm not into it either. Yeah. The same thing goes for this, I think. Like if you don't want to live with me, then I don't want to live with you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um it's like it's conditional yeah kind of um, yeah, for on sure. it being mutual yeah yeah I think it's just been interesting because when people like when I will say to people like oh yeah I'm living with like my friend people are like wait why wouldn't you live with your partner but I feel like I just feel so young like I'm 25 I feel so young and I think for me mo- at least for me moving in with somebody and I think after also reading Meg Jay's book, The Defining Decade, like this really became apparent to me because I had always felt this inside. I was like moving in seems like a really like big step to me, like the step before like an engagement. Um, and um, and so wait, my brain just like left me. Um, <laughs> this step, So, yes, I looked at I look at moving in with a partner kind of like as this like really big, serious thing. And when I read Meg Jay's book, I felt like really um, what's that word? When you read some, I'm like reading it and I inspired. No, not inspired. Wow. I, Mm. my brain just literally brain farted so hard. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think you're talking about, um, doing it it purpose, purposeful and intentionality. I felt validated when I, that was the word guys. I felt validated when I read her book because I have always felt these really strong feelings of like moving in with a partner is like a really big thing Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want to do it just because of like money reasons or whatever. And when I read Meg Jay's book, she said that, um, as well. She was like moving in with a partner is such an important decision and it should be a conscious decision, not a convenient decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think it's really common in our current financial, you know, uh, as a mid 20s something, to want that like financial convenience yeah and also like comfort I think there's a lot of safety and security and feeling comfortable and it, you know you might think like oh my partner would be such a better roommate than some stranger like I'm a lot more comfortable sure. with my partner than I would be to get a roommate that I'm not as comfortable with right but sometimes that comfort isn't what you need in yeah. for the relationship in itself yeah yeah I don't know. That was such an interesting part of her book where she kind of talked about like how a lot of people, it kind of like spirals into like, all right, we're moving in with each other. 
and it's not really this thought out decision, mm-hmm. even if it's thought out in the ways of like, oh, like one of the pros of us living together is like, hey, money's tight right now, da da da. But when you're just kind of like going and doing it for the convenience, like you kind of get trapped there. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, like you're kind of staying in something that maybe isn't the best for you, but you you live together like mm-hmm. you, you probably own a bunch of stuff together yeah. you probably bought your couch together bought your bed together who's gonna take what right um it gets messy your lives entangle right that's hard right like meg jay in the book had said like a lot of these couples end in divorce because they didn't they weren't really intentional and then have like now have stayed in these things and then they get married and then it's like oh wait mm-hmm. do i even like you yeah i mean it's like a snowball effect yeah. or and the inertia once you kind of take one step you're like oh well we might as well just go the whole mile yeah a hundred percent yeah yeah but that's the tea on me moving in not with olivia yeah i mean there's I, no tea yeah, no shade. there's really not like you know because i think i you know i i trust you and i'm comfortable and secure in our relationship at this point and it doesn't have to happen right now it's gonna happen eventually like I'm not going anywhere so it's yeah. gonna happen eventually I can be patient yeah I can wait I don't have a ton of money right now anyway so like splitting rent sounds hard yeah for me yeah um, and we still see see each other I yeah. think like when I moved when I was like about to move out moving out you know we had I, I do not respond well to change everybody that is like the tea about Sarah is that I am not the best in situations where there's a bunch of change. I get like very irritable. I have a really hard time like regulating my emotions. So we prior to me moving like because I was looking all throughout October and whatnot had had a lot of discussions of like we need to make sure that we realize like when when I do move out like our relationship is going to make a little alteration and it's going to take some time to sort of figure out like how our new life is going to look. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, moving is a hugely stressful and scary and intimidating process and it takes time to get comfortable with something. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, we haven't really lived in this way before where you're far away, but you're not that far away. I feel like we're either like, hours and hours apart or we're 15 minutes apart and yeah. it's never really been you know there, there's never been this type of barrier which yeah. where it's like it's a little inconvenient but it's not that inconvenient no, yeah because it's nice because like you can come after work you can come and just subway up to my apartment or like this morning you you picked me up and mm-hmm. we drove back to westchester um or like i can take an uber back to westchester um so that's definitely like an element so i would definitely recommend like you know, whether you're moving out with a friend or with a partner, you should probably definitely talk about how your dynamic is going to change. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a whole other conversation in like how do relationships and dynamics change when the context or the, you know, situation surrounding them changes. Because, yeah. you know, your your relationships are a, a product of your environment. You right. know, you're going to to act in a way that fits the situation if that makes sense so um yeah but I mean I think you know this kind of reminds me of like um the compromise kind of conversation that we had the other day and and how it's a matter of finding finding a new balance yeah um and 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've been good at that because I think like, I mean, at this point last year, we were sort of struggling with how to compromise with each other, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's hard to, to compromise. It's hard to, you know, give things up for the sake of the relationship. Um, because we're, you know, we're 20 years, 20 something years old. We want to be selfish. There's that drive to be selfish. Yeah. Um, and say like, I'm going to prioritize myself first and foremost. Yeah. Um, and then sort of, I think part of getting older growing up is like, oh, well, this person's important to me and I want to prioritize them too. Yeah. Um, you're not going to throw yourself out the window, but you're going to, you know, find a new balance. Yeah, for sure. Where, you know, sure, maybe it's inconvenient to carry an overnight bag with me to work, but I'm still going to do it because I value you in this relationship and things like that. You know, yeah. finding the new compromise. Yeah. Um, you said something and let's pivot into this whole topic. Another reason I really wanted to have Olivia come back on the podcast was because one day we were having a conversation in a car in the car and I was like, wait, this would be so interesting to talk about. Um, something that I definitely struggled with in the second year of our relationship. And I think a lot of people, this is just something so common to be said in like your twenties is like, this is your time to be selfish. You need to learn how to love yourself before somebody else can love you or before you can love somebody else. Like, so I think like, it's really interesting in your twenties. I feel like you kind of have like the two ends of the spectrum. You either have people that are getting married in their early twenties and starting to build a family or it's like, or you should be at the opposite end, which is like, you should be single, going out, mingling, focused on you, focused on your friends. And so sometimes as a person who's in a committed relationship, but isn't re ready for like marriage and kids yet, I feel like I was in like in this weird place. And I think a lot of people in books and things will be like, focus on you, be selfish and da, 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 da. But you have a lot of differing opinions on that. I mean, I... I, I think I'm not trying to say, oh, being selfish is bad. I think being selfish is important sometimes right. um, because when being selfish looks like self-respect, maintaining boundaries, enforcing boundaries, um, you know, prioritizing yourself, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, kind of, I guess I, I disagree with the idea that you have to be alone as in not in a relationship um, in order to work on yourself or develop yourself or respect your own boundaries or prioritize yourself. I just don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. um, sure, maybe you can't prioritize yourself to the same extent that a single person could. Sure. Um, but you, 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 if you're in a relationship where you're completely deprioritizing yourself, that's not a good relationship. Like, that's yeah. not a healthy dynamic to right. be in. Um, yeah, so I, I, get, I guess I just disagree with, you know, cutting off a relationship that you value in order to feel better. Yeah. Like, it seems so counterintuitive. I don't um, know. Like, I feel like I always see, like, women in their 30s. Like, I'm thinking of this specific clip from Mo Melissa Woodhouse, who uh, you probably do not know who she is, but she is like this very famous like fitness person, also like social media person. And I remember seeing a clip of her and she was like all 20 somethings, like you should be single, like you shouldn't be in a committed relationship. And I think I see those things. And like as somebody with anxiety, my anxiety starts to like go, 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 go. Um, and 
I'm like, oh my goodness, like, am I making the right decision? But sort of like you said, I was like, I don't want to give up a relationship I love because somebody is telling me that like the quote unquote right thing to do in your 20s is to be single and selfish. I don't think that you should give up a relationship that matters to you, that feels good in the moment just to, because you, th- because you think you can't explore your own identity. I mean, you don't like, cut off your friends to find yourself right so why would you cut off a, a significant other or right. a, you know romantic relationship I think obviously unless it's like holding you back which, right which I don't think relationships do hold you back no I mean at least in our relationship like I think in relationships in the past I have been held back or I've felt like the person did not support me whatsoever sure. but at least in our relationship and I think in a healthy relationship like that person supports you and supports you going after your endeavors if that's what you you have your focus on you know yeah I mean I think a big part of what I love about our relationship is this idea of like being alone together and um, I there is nothing I love more than being like alone together (laughs) like I love when we're just like laying in one of our beds Mm -hmm. and you're playing your games and I'm scrolling on TikTok yeah and (laughs) sure (laughs) or even like more you know quote-unquote productive things like (laughs) like (laughs) you know um when we go back to your apartment tonight like you've got work to do yes I do and like you can pursue your dream you don't need to be entertaining me 24 7 and I don't need to be entertaining you 24 7 like we can do our own things and I think you know you can extend that you can kind of expand that to the rest of the relationship where like, we don't need to be together 24-7. You have your friends. I have my friends. We can do things together, but we can also do things alone. Yeah. And, you know, we're still there. It's it's almost like, um, you know, attachment theory, like a secure base. Um, when you have a secure base, which is in, when you're a child, is your parents, mm-hmm. ideally. Um, you know, if you have a secure attachment, <laughs> it's going to be your parent. Um, and you can use that secure base to branch out and to explore the world because you trust that there's always going to be someone to fall back on. Yeah. If things get scary, you can run and hug your mom's leg and it'll be fine. Um, and I think as we grow up and, you know, obviously we're not going to run. Sometimes we will (laughs) run and cry to our parents, but you know, I think part of romantic relationships are finding a new kind of, anchor point or secure base and using your partner as the secure base. So I'm going to go out and do my dream. I'm going to apply for this job. I'm going to do whatever. And I know you're going to be waiting at home. Yeah. You know, doing your own thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And just having someone to fall back on. Yeah. I think it also makes it easier, especially like in our situation where we're not like living together to know that like you can come over and like I can be like, hey, like I have to finish this thing for the podcast. And you're like, yeah, sure. Do it. You know, I think like thinking back to the relationships I was in in like high school and early college and sure we're like younger at this point. But I like we'll never forget those people not really like supporting my dreams like I one my first um ex-boyfriend he came to see me in one of the high school shows and then just left like didn't even say congrats oh my god like literally left like That's saw so the show rude. and left I was like <laughs> you know I saw one of your high school shows which one rent rent no uh, that next was to in normal middle school next babe. to normal no. I saw rent in middle school and I saw next to normal in high school 
Yeah. Was I good? Yeah, you were good. You're like the daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is it? And everything else goes away. Uh, <laughs> super boy and the invisible girl. Yes, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> She's not there. <laughs> Guys, I saw this TikTok the other day and I showed it to Olivia because this is like the epitome of me. It was this guy <laughs> being like the uh, that friend who sings in the mm-hmm. middle of their sentences. And that is just like so me. I'll be like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Or it's like, sorry, I'm late. I got in an accident. Literally, it's, it's that like, <laughs> like, oh, do you want to go out to dinner? No, I have work to yeah. do. <laughs> and he did it exactly, exactly the same way that you do it, which is like the same kind of like, like intonation. Yeah. It was so funny. That was really a good video. <laughs> no, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> um, do we have anything else left to say on this topic? Oh, did we talk about um, like ways people can individually while being in a relationship i feel like we had written that down yeah no we didn't really talk about that all right um i don't know i mean you know this is something i tell you to do all the time (laughs) hobbies hobbies are nice olivia is telling me 24 (laughs) 7 to get hobbies because my hobbies are not good hobbies no well you have a habit of monetizing your hobbies i do and that can suck the joy out of them yeah like we were talking about this earlier today like when you're a kid you have all these extracurriculars and you're doing them for fun for no other reason than for fun right you're like doing theater you're doing a voice lesson you're playing a sport you're um what else do children do i don't know art art class sure you're going to gymnastics gymnastics yeah whatever whatever you like to do as a kid and then you grow up and you either turn it into a cre- career mm-hmm. and then feel miserable about it. Or when, you let it go. Or you let it go. Yeah. And I, why does it have to be like that? Yeah, <laughs> like, basically, for some context, you guys. So I took a voice lesson on Friday, yesterday. Um, and honestly, I get so anxious leading up to my voice lessons now, which is so crazy for me because like they were so normal. But I think going to college for my BFA, like I got so used to like this is going to be graded da 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 and I love my voice my college voice teacher but still like I think I put so much pressure on myself so now you know I I want to keep up with my voice um and so I like to do a lesson every now and again and so I took one but I was so fucking nervous for this lesson and we were just saying how like you know when I was younger I used to take a voice lesson once a week literally in this room And it was just like my hour to be a karaoke star. And I would like have my voice teacher. She would play the piano and I would sing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fun. It was something you enjoyed doing. It wasn't a source of stress or anxiety. Or it wasn't, it didn't hold all this pressure of like, I need to do this or I'm not going to get a job. Like, or I'm not, you know, um, yeah. It was just something fun to do. And I think as adults, people lose hobbies. Yeah. Um, it's very easy because life is very busy yeah and hard that's the thing is when you're like sarah you should have a hobby i'm like what when does when does sarah have time (laughs) for a hobby you scroll on your phone for like an hour and a half to two hours a night that is minimum so but it's so much you could take half an hour of that two hour time and do something else okay scrapbook i know i love i don't know paint by number do a little dance in your room. I don't know. <laughs> you can do literally anything. And it doesn't, you don't need to film it. You don't need to tell anyone. Like, you don't need to, you can throw it away when you're done. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. For, for no other reason than, like, 
because you like doing it yeah okay you guys we had a little technical issue again audrey i need you girly home girl <laughs> is struggling without you i was like olivia we should just stop recording <laughs> i am a mess but we're gonna we're gonna charge through and hopefully maybe this will see the light of day if i don't hate it let's see <laughs> <laughs> I get judgmental of myself. I think it's hard not to be sometimes, you yeah, know? I get that. You just want to produce a, a high quality product. Right. I want I want you guys to be like, damn, <laughs> girl, damn. So, but we're actually going to move into chatting about something else now because this was like, I think the most interesting conversation that we mm. had the other day. Um, and it was actually suggested by the, the network for us to chat about. Um, and it's this idea of like friends at different stages in terms of romantic relationships. So a lot of my close friends are all single. Your close friends, you guys are all in relationships. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everyone. Right. And that breeds a lot of different dynamics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so I think the question I asked you the other day that like really sparked a, an interesting discussion was like, you know, Olivia is pretty close with my friends. Mm -hmm. You hang out with us pretty often. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty comfortable with you around my friends. Um, but I was like, if you had a penis attached to your body, mm -hmm. would that be different? Yeah. I mean, I can talk about sex and gender all day. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's such an interesting kind of topic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you, I think there's this stereotype that men can't be friends with women yes. and women can't be friends with men, Yeah, which is sexist and incorrect but um what are you gonna do yeah um yeah and I think you know if we were in a like you know heterosexual relationship and I was a uh, kind of socialized and male yeah um I think things I would think be different. you would feel different I would feel different yeah um I, I mean and we talked about this the other day like I'm still a little like you know like, I don't want to be seen as a, one of the girls. Right. Um, and not that I think you treat me that way, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, and yeah, I think if, you know, I think men can feel very threatened um, by being perceived as feminine or one of the girls. Yeah. Well, even um, I feel like if you did have a penis attached to your body and socialized male. I feel like I wouldn't feel maybe as comfortable including you in some of the things and, or even just like thinking about like, um, let's say I'm like away and you hang out with my friends without me. Like I, I'm still now, I think I would feel a little I uncomfortable. Feel like, yeah. I feel like that would be, I would be ultra uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I feel like that would be crossing a line in our current, dynamic personally like right. I wouldn't do that yeah um because I would feel like that's crossing a line yeah but but I agree I think the whole concept of men can't be friends with women is like such a huge thing and it really does impact I think heterosexual couples and their like relationships with friends yeah absolutely yeah I mean I think like you know I don't think I would have the same relationship with Liz or with Audrey yeah um I think you know I would because I think it would be threatening to you. 100%. I think you would experience, you would I feel mean, jealous. You would be feel real. distrusting. Like guys, I'm going to be real on the podcast right now. I, I do sometimes get you a little kind of jealous <laughs> or I'm just like, why are you texting? Like, no, you, not in a Liz texted me at the Renee rap concert more than you texted me. <laughs> I was singing. 
I was living my life. I know. And the next day you, we talked about it and I was like, oh yeah, I didn't care. You were talking about me. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, yeah, I think there are certain lines that I, I'm not, com- as I am, you know, in our current relationship, yeah. I'm not comfortable crossing. Sure. Um, because it's, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, like, because you didn't know any of my friends, obviously, before we started dating. And my friends, thank God, really like you. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think something that I always say is you're super powered and so incredibly amazing about you is you are able to listen to people. I think, <laughs> no, I think listening is something that most people don't do. I don't do it a lot. And <laughs> I think, I think you are such a great conversationalist because when somebody is talking to you, they feel heard. Mm. And so I think, and I mean, I think you're just a very smart person in general. And so, and you have a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. in the whole like mental health sphere and like everything. And so I think my friends can confide in mm-hmm. you and I love that. And then sometimes though, I'm like, are, are these boundaries being like pushed? Like should a friend of mine feel comfortable laying out their trauma to you at a bar, <laughs> which could say something about the other person? Um <laughs> Or like, should I be stepping in and being like, hey, this isn't an appropriate time to do this? I mean, I don't think, is there ever an appropriate time to do that? No. Like, I mean, you know, I I don't think it's really. I know, but I'm more thinking like you're off the clock, we're at a bar. (laughs) Um, Maybe, I mean, at my apartment, you'd still be off the clock. Right, but it's not like, I don't think that that's threatening to our relationship oh no no this is just a random thought coming Um, into my head yeah I mean I you know I think it's funny uh and I and I enjoy talking about kind of deep things you do you're Um, a deep conversationalist you know I enjoy it I think it's fun as you guys found out on the last episode (laughs) what that leads to yeah I mean I think it's fun um (laughs) you're turning <laughs> you know, you outed me about that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> um yeah. Uh, I've thrown a little off flustered. A little No, but basically, like you were talking about, like fragile masculinity. Men, e- mm-hmm. look these notes, guys. <laughs> fragile masculinity. Men equal horn dogs. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the stereotype, right? It's right, like and a man can't you you can't bring your boyfriend around your friends because he's gonna fuck cheat, your cheat friend. On, yeah. on you and he's gonna screw one of your friends. Um and that's like that that's not inherently true of mm-hmm. all men or of all people. And I would even argue that like a, a girl might screw your friends. A lesbian totally. going to screw your friends too. Like, totally. You know? Guys, the other like. day, Olivia got a new work employee <laughs> at their office and they happened to be gay. And I was like, do not fall in love with this person. <laughs> They're married. Like, like She's married. Like, <laughs> and like older than me. Um, and like has a whole but house. I, okay. And, okay. Like, uh, <laughs> I do think I have a little bit more of a jealous spirit in me than yeah, you, you do. do. You do. I mean, I can get jealous for sure, but yeah, I think you, you're very, um, I don't know, possessive, protective. Not in a bad way. No, no, no. Okay, no. good. <laughs> Not in a bad way. But it's funny. I mean, but it's kind of like, it's especially f- when we've been drinking, I think you can yeah. get like very kind of 
I don't know. Well, I think it's when you're drinking, like, you just feel like anything could be flirty or, like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, it definitely doesn't bring out, like, the best side of me. And I think it, like, yeah, I do. I, do. I definitely do get a little jealous. I feel like that's just, like, kind of who I am. But I think it's playful jealousy, not, like, real, sure. like, you can't hang out with this person because I have been a part of a relationship like that. And that is just absolutely fucking miserable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, and yeah, I never yeah. feel like, you know. You know, I don't think it's ever really an argument that we have. No, no, it's no, more no, just no. like, you know, kind yeah. of but going back to like friends and stuff, at least with my friends, you know, because you are so beloved by them, I feel like it's been pretty easy for me to balance my friendships and my relationship. I actually think th- this week was the first time where I was like, oh, shit, like this is getting maybe this will be hard because, you know, between work and podcasts, you, my friends, like I wasn't able to like go hang out with my friends the other night they were at a bar and I was like am I a part of me like felt FOMO because I wasn't there but also I was like but I don't want to be there but I'm still feeling FOMO you know um Mm -hmm. so sometimes I think it's like hard to balance it all um but I try to be like as transparent as I can with people like I literally told my friends I was like hey like I can't come tonight because I want to like hang out with Olivia yeah um and and they weren't like nasty about it they were like period as you should (laughs) right yeah yeah and I think you know I I think I'm I think we're comfortable enough that if you had wanted to go to go out and I didn't really want to go out either so I wasn't like pushing for it but we could have done that and I get along very well with with your friends and like it wouldn't have been an issue yeah but I think in heterosexual relationships it can be an issue it's like why do you want to hang out with my friends right like, and I think that's another part let's bring it back for a cir- <laughs> full circle I think that's another important part of individuating mm-hmm. is like having your partner have time with their friends sure. like I think that's like really important and sometimes I'm like do I need to do a better job at like just me being with my mm-hmm. friends um, because I think they like you so much that they're like, sure, sure, Olivia sure. can come along. And I think I feel comfortable having you come along. And then sometimes I'm like, oh shit, like, like again, like if you had a penis, would, right. would they be getting mad at me? Because it would be like, oh my God, she's bringing her boyfriend yeah, again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, probably. Yeah. 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 I feel because like, yeah. I think about like conversations I've had with my friends about like people in the past and it was like, oh my God, she's always with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, maybe, maybe my friends say this about me behind my back, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I think it's different. And I, and I think it's just yeah. not that it is actually different, but, but I think it, people yeah. perceive it differently because there's, you know, there's an inherent, I don't, I don't pass. So there's an inherent, like you're going to gender me in your brain, whether you want to or, to not. or not. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see me different than a cis male. And that's just the fact of, of life. Yeah. Um, and this is a change. Sorry. No, finish sure. your sentence. Well, it just, I mean that you treat female people differently than you treat male people. Yeah. We're, we're we all do it. Like, it's no matter just, how hard we try we've not been, to that that we've been raised to do that and it's very very difficult not to mm-hmm. um it's possible but it you know it's it's almost like um anti-racism kind yeah. of is like this constant being aware and active working right on you know dismantling implicit bias recognizing dismantling and like changing implicit bias yeah because that's what it is. It's implicit. Like you don't even realize that you're doing that it. You're doing it. Right. 
Um, yeah. What I was going to ask you was, um, do you, how, how do you feel like you and your friendships navigate? I mean, sure. You have a different element that like, because your college friends are all over the country, you guys mainly like talk through discord, but like your all your friends are in relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like with some of my friends, I, I get along, uh, all of my friends whose partners or significant others I know, I get along with them very well. Yeah. Um, you know, like I remember when one of my friends started dating someone else who I'd never, I've never met them in person before, but like they joined our group chat. Yeah. And I'm I get a along part with, of the group chat. I get along with him very, very well. He's super nice. He's cool. Yeah. Um, I've never met him, but yeah. you know. And I, I wouldn't, like, text him, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, one-on-one conversation is not yeah. going to happen, but... Um, Do you guys talk about your relationships with each other a lot? I feel like no, because I feel like I ask you this and about your friends, and you're not like, Not really. I mean, sometimes we will, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, if there's something, like, big or important going on, like, you know, one of my friends was considering getting married for insurance purposes, yes. and we talked a lot about that. Yeah. Um, because it's a... Big, big thing, thing. And, yeah. they, and you know and, and she wanted advice, advice and opinions and you know she wanted help kind of figuring out what to do they're not getting married um she's paying for her own insurance <laughs> and um, again think about it if we go back to the whole meg jag thing full circle would that be a marriage out of convenience exactly and it would have and been. it would it have literally would like, have uh, like yeah complete and, convenience and not saying like they wouldn't want that one day sure but like but they're not ready for it they're not ready for it right like if i were in her position and i was like i need insurance and you were like all right we could get married like i would be scared to death like it's like how i think of moving in sometimes i'm like i'm just like not ready for that like that's really scary it's scary yeah yeah and they do live together so like obviously they're happy to take that step right but i get it i mean marriage is a big thing and it that's literally the only reason you would be getting married then at this point then don't like you shouldn't be getting married a hundred percent um unfortunately i mean it means she has to pay for her own insurance right but which sucks. <laughs> which but i suck, think in the end today's her birthday actually oh my god <laughs> so, happy birthday to this person i'm not gonna say their name rest in peace um your insurance rest in peace your insurance <laughs> um but i do think that like that's a good decision because i think so too i feel like getting married because like you want mm-hmm. like and i get it right it's a convenience it's thing a convenience instead of an intention right thing. right 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 um guys we're just going full circle all these things are <laughs> everything's connected everything is connected um yeah but no i mean we don't talk about our relationships that much that frequently unless it's like something important like relevant or important to talk about you know like another one of my friends just became polyamorous and started dating another second person uh a lot of my friends are are poly (laughs) um everyone is freaking poly Um, i told olivia if you ever come home one day (laughs) and suggest that we've become poly I will be See, very I'm not, upset. I'm not into that though. But right. a lot of but a lot of my friends are and right. You know, and, and like, that is their preference. No tea, no shade. I just oh, guys, I literally admitted to you on this podcast that I'm a little bit of a jealous person. Like I just don't think I would be able to handle no, I don't it. Think you would. I don't think you would. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't. I don't want to. I don't think I can. Handle I don't it either. think you can no, handle I don't think it I would either. either. I think I would feel really sad. Yeah. I think it would hurt my feelings. Yeah. I don't and think you could handle it. I don't think it. I, I think can handle. You it. love me. I do. Love you too. Um. Uh, but yeah, I don't feel like I'm trying to think like about like yeah. f- friend dynamics. Because you talk about me a lot with your friends, don't you? I talk about you all the time. Yeah. 
Is that a bad? No, thing? I mean, I just, I just think it's funny. I do. I mean, you're I such a I mean, huge part of you, my life. <laughs> you're just like, I don't know. You're such a huge part of my life, and I think you've also become a big part of my friend's sure. life. You know, I think with your friends, it's a little yeah, different. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. I have barely met them, yeah. and I also think the like the la- we went to one of Olivia's friends recently, and I felt like finally I was starting to like let my guard down. Right. Like, I feel like the first time I met, you've only met them like like two three times now yes this yes. is the third time with the friend that was going to get married for insurance i have met her now like this is three my third times, time yeah. and i'm like finally like i feel like i'm making my way in mm-hmm. a bit um because i think you know you are different than me your friends sure. are different than me and i think i get really nervous about that and i was like and I remember the first time I met them, I was just like, I had had a couple drinks. I felt like so weird. I was like, why am I not like, I, I don't know. I can get pretty shy, which is like you're, interesting. You're slow to warm up. I am, yeah. I am too. Like, yeah. Like, I think we're both, you know, it takes time to, yeah. to open up around people. And I think yeah. uh, also knowing that I like like do different things and whatever i was sure. like oh fuck like i don't know how to like relate and da 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 sure. and i think it was important to me you know like you want your partner's mm-hmm. friends to like you um but yeah i think with my friends i do talk about you a lot because you're such a big part of my life and i feel like you've become a, a relatively you know part of like my closer friends lives sure. as well because you're at so many of the things mm-hmm. and they tell you things and so you know things about their personal lives Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i also like like to pry and yeah olivia and is yes <laughs> yes i'm nosy you are you you ask yeah. the hard-hitting questions yeah I do. you do you ask <laughs> pisses people off sometimes i know <laughs> like i do yes yeah it all comes from love though it's never oh, in this like yeah. let me gossip or no not like make you feel bad it's it's your therapist no. in you <laughs> yeah i mean i just you know i think if, if I were in that position, I would want someone to kind of call me on my bullshit sometimes. Yeah. I think that's like, you know, that's what I look for in a therapist. Yeah. That's um, something I feel like I need in a therapist. Yeah. My, one of my friends was just telling me how she got a new therapist and how she's really loving it because this therapist, like, yeah. because so she was like, oh, she sent me this like worksheet to read and I didn't read it. And so she fo- the therapist followed up. Did you read this? And she was like, no, I didn't. She was like, you need to read this, like <laughs> read it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, shit. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, one of the first therapists I had, this is totally different, but um, she was at my school and mm-hmm. she, I took such advantage of her because she was yeah. too sweet and yeah. nice and I would like feign sadness <laughs> and she would take me to Petco and we would look at the puppies together and I'd skip class and I would do that all the time. Holy I shit. Would, this was a therapeutic school, so like we had our therapist oh, in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would go to her like, I'm so sad. Can we see the puppies? And we would go oh, and really? I would miss yeah. like half a day of school <laughs> to look at puppies at <laughs> Petco oh my God. and go to Starbucks. Like, and, That's iconic. And then that was the first year I was at that school. And yeah. then she left. Okay. And I got another therapist. And this therapist was and the opposite. she was the opposite. And that's what I needed. Yeah. And, then, and that's what I needed. I feel like I a needed. lot of people need that. I needed that. someone to say like stop bullshitting me like, yeah you're lying to my face right now sit down and like you know because <laughs> um, that's what I you know I was kind of a bitch in, yeah. <laughs> in high school yeah Uh-oh. no I feel like a lot of people need that I feel like it's really hard mm-hmm. to hold yourself accountable sometimes and yeah. and to be and to be honest with yourself so yeah yeah you do so I think I try to do that for other people yeah you know not as a therapist but like as a 
friend or a f- yeah. person that knows them and cares about them. I'm Be- like, sometimes you need to think about this stuff. No, and I think that's <laughs> like, a really like nice thing of you to do because I think in friendships it can be really like when mm-hmm. somebody's like oh does this look good on me right it's, it could be really hard to be like no that looks fucking ugly yeah well, i mean there's a nicer way to say that sure. <laughs> like, sure. but i think it can be really hard to be br- brutally honest sure. i know i have struggled with that like yeah. it's hard i think there's a difference between being brutally brutal, sure, like sure. honest and like cruel right you know i think you can be honest in a way that is supportive yeah. and like loving yeah um so like with the the dresser and, and the outfit if you don't think it's it's nice you can be like eh, i don't know i liked this other one on you yeah like uh the one you wore last night that was so pretty you should wear that again yeah not last night but <laughs> you know yeah um or some sort of like you, you know yeah more, i feel like if i'm like thinking build someone up don't yeah tear them down. if i'm thinking about clothes like there's been times where like i'm like does this look good and you're like oh like i think like i like this better <laughs> on you da, 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 da. yeah i mean you know because i i with you and with everyone i i care about them like i love you i i care about you i want you to feel good i'm not gonna like lie to your face for convenience sure like yeah because that's just gonna build up and then what if it slips what if I'm like talking to another friend and they say like, oh my God, isn't her outfit so ugly? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And then it comes back around and then I'm the asshole. Yeah. And that's not, I just, I lied enough in my high, like teenage years. Yeah. I'm done lying. Yeah. Like, that's one of the bi- the biggest lessons you've taught about, like kind of taught to me is like, because I have so much trouble with confrontation, which we don't need to get into as we near the end of this episode. But I feel like you've really taught me, like, is it worse to, like, think about it? Is it worse to, like, say, hey, like, I don't want to go out tonight versus, oh, like, making up some excuse mm-hmm. as to why you can't go out? And, like, mm-hmm. what if that person figures out that you did yeah. go out eventually or like whatever like I feel like you've just taught me that it's better to just kind of show up with honesty and look maybe the, the that person feels disappointed with your honesty right. but at least you were honest versus like the lying yeah I think you know telling the truth being honest with someone yeah it might hurt their feelings they might feel bad but if they f- catch you in a lie that's gonna hurt so much more so much worse that's gonna hurt 10 times more worse and it's gonna strain put a strain on your relationship yeah whereas honesty it might make things a little uncomfortable for a second but i think for the most part people are gonna be grateful for it yeah um yeah yeah, that's just my take on on honesty and lying i lied enough i was like literally when i was in high school every word out of my mouth was a lie but i was like severely mentally ill (laughs) and that's on mental health Okay, you guys, we are nearing the end of this episode. We made it to the end. Lots All of te- right. technical difficulties. Yeah, really. But we did it. <laughs> we did it. Proud of us. And of course, like the sun is setting and it's, it's 3.35. We have and Target. Home and Depot, the grocery Target, store. and the and grocery store. And Olivia's house. I was like, yeah, Liz, we'll be home around five. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. Please go follow us on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless and on tiktok at completely f-c-k-i-n-g clueless great job babe this is how you know they listen every week (laughs) Um, yes rate review subscribe follow all of the 
things and we'll see you guys next tuesday with a new episode we hope you have an amazing tuesday this tuesday oh and a happy thanksgiving to anybody who celebrates because this will come out before no false guys Uh, it's coming out after you will not see them next week i hope you had a fabulous thanksgiving wow my brain is not here anyways let me shut up and end this (laughs) have an amazing tuesday guys have an amazing week and don't forget to be motherfucking clueless I don't think that's where the, the music picks it. It's just for mommy. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.